What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Corked Stats, powered by the Mayo Media Net here on YouTube and presented by Jock Market, the daily fantasy app where we actually make money. Wow! Download the app for free and use the promo code MMN Mayo Media Net. They're going to match the first hundred bucks for free, and it's more than enough to do damage in the Jock Market. And to that point, before we really get into it, I want to make sure that I address a listener question I have like pinned. I almost pinned it to my nose because I didn't want to forget. This is Philip Tingen at Philip P. Tingen 1977 had a really good question. I encourage everyone to do this. Again, if you send it to my DMs, I'm not ignoring your DM. I just want my time to be spent on Everyone, this is the best question that I get. We need to keep hammering this home. Let's get right into it. Okay, if a player is worth $1 at the time and I bid $5 for three shares, for example, does it put my bid in as a dollar for three shares and work its way up until it hits five and then max out there? And the answer is yes. These are limit orders. So especially early in the day, overshoot the current bid when you get really close you don't have to really overshoot it too far i like to be comfortable because i want the player share meaning i'm not going two cents or three cents i'm going to go 20 cents earlier in the day yes if you set a five dollar bid and the player for some reason closes at three dollars you get all of that money back so that's a fantastic question and another reason why jock market is so awesome because we predetermine the prices and get the value back opposed to other daily sites where the price is predetermined and then demand doesn't even change that price so again we often talk about the inherent leverage and the reason why jock market is really the best way to build a bankroll i think there's a place in a portfolio for DraftKings and FanDuel and all that stuff i'm playing them every day so i don't want to be a hypocrite nor knock those platforms i just think it makes more sense to play those as winner take all DraftKings is doing winner take all now where who cares about third or fourth or fifth place really ridiculous you're kind of playing to bink or at least I am it's a 10 team parlay it's all or none hopefully we're going to get into that right now with the first pillar of profit those daily stacks prop plays for total bases and jock market with some prices Remember, please, if you like what I'm doing here, picking up what I'm putting down, please press the like button. I don't know why it matters as much as it does, but it does. So press that cartoon thumb. Let's get into it. The first place we're looking is those Seattle righties. Mariners offense coming alive as of late against Kyle Bradish for the Orioles. Man, he was so excellent out of the box, and then he's really kind of stumbled. I wondered if we've had a couple teams bring up maybe some youngsters, maybe before they were ready. Now we're up to a 731 ERA, 1-5 whip, plus 900 OPS in the year 15 earned runs in the last 11 innings pitched plus 1100 OPS to righties yikes give me Ty France Julio Rodriguez and Kyle Lewis if he's playing keep an eye on him they were talking about maintaining him which is fine he's perfect for jock market he's going to be frustrating for fantasy but jock market when he's in there or DraftKings DFS whatever total base plays He's going to be pretty viable. You know, he's looked good thus far. We're not really waiting for him to come around. We're just waiting for him to get filled in to the lineup card. Next up, it's pretty much everybody on Boston against Hunter Green, who I really like and we've recommended to add in fantasy. But he's more of a spot 
start kind of guy. You're looking for particular road starts in his division, which he's going to get. So I do think he's viable, right? Playing for the Reds, you're going to get him against the Cubs. You're going to get him against the Pirates at times, which is fine. But you don't want him when he's going up against the Red Sox like he is today. Yikes, check this out. 52% fly ball on the year, 13% barrel equals what, folks? Brrr, three home runs per nine. Yikes, you really can't do that in the major leagues as good as he's looked. Righties have 11 of those 15 home runs. But because he's really a fastball guy, high-velocity fastball, high-velo in, high-velo out. This is, this is something else. Alex Verdugo, Kike Hernandez, Xander Bogart, J.D. Martinez, Rafael Devers, Christian Vasquez, and Trevor Story all have a better than 10% bower rate on fastballs from righties this year. Oh my god, Hunter Green's going to be lucky to get out of the second inning. Stack all of the Red Sox. Listen, I, like I said, I like Green, but he's in trouble today in Fenway. Last up, it's the Brew Crew. We're looking for the lefties against Kyle Hendricks. He struggled with that. That low VLO stuff is not fooling the lefties. 520 ERA, 134 whip, 810 OPS on the year. Lefties in particular have gotten to KH. 900 plus OPS to lefties. 571 slug to lefties. And nine home runs so far year to date. So we're going to be looking at Rowdy Telez and maybe a couple other cheap options. Jace Peterson and Omar Navaez. Now, those plays in the back end are, are particularly interesting, right? Because those are players where you could feel comfortable putting 450 out there. And if they go above 450, you don't want to pay that for Jace Peterson, even if he did pop on the model. And if he's not, then you get all the money back. One thing I do recommend that I did on the live show is when we're approaching the IPO itself, if you could do this on either the desktop or the phone app, is go to the holdings tab and it will put your current bid with the current price. And if there's a decent amount of disparity, space, between the two, you may want to tack on another one, right? So this is an exercise for when we're, we're five minutes or less, let's say. You may find Jace Peterson. We had him for five bucks and five shares. He ends up going for $4. So right, real numbers here, people. Again, get in there, use the $100 free promo, MMN code, the 100 bucks is more than enough, and this is exactly how you're going to do it, right? So you, you don't worry about the number of shares. When you start, you just use one. That's what, that's what I did. Now, listen, I'm not front, and I have cash for this. I'm just trying to beat the game. Like, for me, I just take different approaches. Like, I have to, if I wanted to fund this, I could fund this. I'm trying to use their promo to gain experience and help you get sharper. We're doing this together. Remember, I took a $20 free promo. We're up over 3 k We've been playing flat, and then we look for the big step up. That's kind of how you do it. So, back to Jace Peterson. You had five shares at five dollars anybody we recommend i think is a five dollar player remember top share returns 25 everybody returns one dollar but the point being everybody at five dollars has a chance to return five to one as a top player in the slate i'll take my model hits and the work that we're doing against those odds and of course you know you don't have to finish first to profit so jace peterson five dollars at five shares is 25 dollars budgeted but if he goes for $4 and you're only a few minutes away, you could get an extra share. And I know it sounds silly, but if he does finish as a top player or one of the top five or ten players, that's the pathway to really opening it up because you already budgeted $25. And like I said, you don't pay the extra 
So if he was going for four at five shares, you were at $20. You could have bought a full share, pocketed the extra buck. So there's a little bit of strategy there. So we're looking for Seattle righties, Boston, plus Milwaukee lefties. We have gains all throughout the day. I played myself yesterday looking at the IPO. I triple-checked today. I don't know what's going on. So there's a 105 IPO for the 105 games. That'll take us up to 6 o'clock. And then a 605 IPO. That'll take us the rest of the way. I kind of like the 605 PO. I think it's a little sneaky right now. Not everyone is onto it. And since there's still like a full complement of games... It'll keep average player share down and hopefully volume down just enough where those prices will be low because the returns are the same. So again, always head on a swivel and jock market. And that's why I love it. It's like doing puzzles, right? You don't sit and do a puzzle because it's easy. You don't say, oh, I love the four-piece puzzle. They're all corners and fit together. You're like puzzles that are more challenging than others, especially as you get better and then especially if they're paying the bills. So that's the first pillar of profit right there. Let's dive up into the fantasy end, people. All right. So, if you're unfamiliar, welcome aboard. I know some people are fast-forwarding through the sections. I've had, like, apologies in the DMs, which is just fine if you're not interested in the stack stuff. Although, I would admit, I think it's good to find out about some of these pitchers we're highlighting. You don't know I how they look, to be honest, like some people might be starting Hendricks and now you don't want to if he's coming up on the board to get stacked against. But anyway, fantasy stuff, welcome aboard. Monday, we've been looking kind of back and forward, I'm trying to do a whole kind of amalgamated overall where we're doing the look ahead with scheduling two steps, but also some platooning that you need to be aware of when you're setting your lineups. So it's a bit of everything. Tuesday and Wednesday, we dive through the advanced stat leaderboard. You see one up on the graphics right now. For the audio-only listeners, don't worry, we're going to get you through it. Yesterday, we did the starting pitcher side came up with a couple names i encourage you to go back and check it out it's only five minutes it's still pertinent for the whole week and then today we're going to dive through the hitter leaderboard i have access to some advanced stats that maybe not everyone else does then i have the ability to time sort them and maybe not everyone else does and a long story short you're going to see two columns here on the left it's blast rate on the right it's x Boba. And I know these things do kind of overlap a little bit. Something I've spoke about. I'm not really sure what the best like two stats are. We're not necessarily looking for hitters that are not striking out for fantasy. So blast rate is definitively power. Xwoba is a bit of everything, right? Because you've got to get on base to do Xwoba. So I'm hoping the two of them will cover enough of the offensive spectrum to highlight players that we should add. And then Thursday, tomorrow, make sure you tune in. We go around the entire diamond and I have an ad at every position for 10, 12, and 15 team leagues. Listen, man, I play high stakes, H2H, 12 teams with super sharp people, and we are, you know, adding players to there. We've been all over what uh, Cole Calhoun and Brandon Drury and stuff like that earlier on. We've had a ton of ads. Now it's Tyrone Taylor. It's just been really, really awesome. Paven Smith, even weeks ago, I think he's about to pop again today. And then uh, Friday, we'll look towards the weekend. So let's dive up into the hitter leaderboard. Before we do that, please rate, review, and subscribe to the audio pod. Press the like button. Hopefully, we earned it. Hopefully, you're climbing up the standings. And as you're climbing up those fantasy standings, you say, man, I got to hook up my dude, Johnny. So here we go. These are hitters inside the top 60 of blast percentage last 21 days, right? So we're really kind of get granular. And where I'm getting at with blast percentages is... Barrels are not quite what they used to be. We're not seeing the production that we had on barrels, so chasing them is not as effective. Blast are the ideal subset of barrels. Let's say the barrel of barrels, the Cadillac of barrels. So let's get through this list. 
Patrick Wisdom at the top, 14% blast rate is phenomenal. Edwin Rios, he was a big ad. Listen, I know he's even playing against lefties, right? If he's going to play against both sides and put up a 13-plus blast rate, you got to add him. That's the kind of guy that could be viable even in 12-team leagues. Rowdy Telez, Ryan Jeffers, you know, if you're the type to rotate catchers in 12-team leagues, I always tell people do not ever pay for a catcher. Catchers will pop up like Contreras on the Braves, and then other guys will rise up like Jeffers. Max Stasi also on this list. Sandwich between Paven Smith and G-Man Choi, both corner infielders that we've highlighted on plus sides of platoons and producing two offenses that are okay, and they're in the top third of the lineup. Opportunities matter, everybody. Remember, even if you're in the strong side of a platoon, but you're in the top third of the lineup, that might make up for like one of the four at-bats that you miss, and then it maybe becomes negligible, because if these guys are really bad against lefties, let's say, in G-Man Choi's case, we don't want them playing, and he might pitch it later in the game. And, like, then it's awesome. So, everything is awesome. All right, back into the list before the dad songs keep going, right? They're pretty terrible, but, hey, man, I live for the kids when I'm out doing this stuff. Christian Walker, Jake Berger, right? Moncada's out. There's a couple guys out for Chicago. While he's playing, he would just be more of a short-term play. He's more of a daily kind of play. Franmil Reyes on the blast board. I know people are upset with him. I'm starting to turn the corner. Trevor Larnack must be added in all leagues, including 12 teams. And my boy Cole Calhoun keeping it real. Harold Castro, Franchi Cordero, and Josh Naylor. Harold Castro, I was talking to my buddy Zach Waxman, overall online auction champ last year. We were talking about Castro, and he makes an interesting point that playing time has been spotty. Is the sample big enough? Man, in season, it's tough to wait for samples. We kind of have to jump on stuff early. Even if jumping on doesn't mean add. Jumping on just means investigate now, right? So I think that's fine. It doesn't cost us anything to look into Castro. I think he's played three of the last four or four of the last five. And again, you got to be quick if you're going to get on it. Why am I talking about Harold Castro again? Because you move over to the ex-WOBA leaderboard. These are players, again, inside the top 60 last three weeks. Ex-WOBA, which, again, is an amalgamated stat combination of EV, LA, sprint speed, and kind of everything on base. Ex-WOBA is really an excellent stat. Just be careful. It's not like what you should. It's just I just use them in relation to the field. It's just descriptive. I don't think it's predictive, but it will tell you a guy's good. And I think that's one of the things that we're looking for again. I know I can oversimplify things maybe too much, but hey brass tacks, nuts and bolts, that kind of stuff works for me. Let's get up into the list. It's Harold Castro at the very top 412. That puts you among the very best hitters in the league. And again, if you can play your way into playing time, the thing we're most after are e opportunities. Give me Harold Castro at least must be circled. Christian Walker, he's on both boards. So if you have a 10% blast rate plus 400 X-Wall the last three weeks, you must be owned. Next up, Jonathan Daza on the Rockies. He's been in a platoon, but again, he pinch hit later in that game, and I think he had a three-run homer, so I'm starting to become like less disgusted with platoons when they're strong side. Next up, Harold Ramirez for the Rays. If he's getting the playing time, he could be okay, but Manuel Margot is back, so I think you have to pull off Harold Ramirez. Again, he's more of a daily type play. When these guys come up, you want to know these names if you're playing DraftKings, if you're playing daily, or if you have daily moves in fantasy, these are guys that you should add because they may have viability a couple times a week. Next up, Franchi Cordero. He's on both lists. He's getting some playing time, and he's been pretty good. I can't believe it. It's been frustrating as a Dalback backer, but such is life. I'm not married to my takes. I don't get take lock. Dalback has been okay as well, and if Cordero wasn't, Dalback would probably be getting full run. Hey, it is what it is, and Boston kind of stinks. We'll see what they do. you got to track those lineups. To my boy, Cole Calhoun, G-Man Choi, Garrett Cooper, all names we've been talking 
talking about. Cooper on the outside looking in because we've had so many good corner infielders. Then Josh Naylor, he is legit. He's on both lists again. So, you know, time sorting helps because it will help to eliminate a guy that had, let's say, a tremendous week. You know, we know he had that tremendous game, and soon that will filter out of this, and that's kind of the point. So, I think you can add Josh Naylor, still viable in all formats. Ben Gamble getting playing time for the Pittsburgh Pirates, so I haven't really been able to get with him. Tyrone Taylor, absolute must-add. I said that before. It was time. He was awesome this week and the week before. He is going to be playing all the time. We've had him in all of our preseason draft and holds, and it's funny how those teams can be so frustrating. You know, I have teams that are in like 10th and 11th place, and you're like, man, if only a couple of these guys would get run, and now they get run, and right, if you had the Lorenzo King, you know, you're kind of out. You have the Tyrone Taylor. You have the next, whatever, 18 or 16 weeks left. Let's wrap it up. A Brandon Drury, Brian Anderson, and Nico Horner. Nico Horner in particular is viable in every format. He might even be like a 10-team MI right now. really like Nico Horner. I really like the multiple eligibility um and he's playing all the time and he's produced and anybody that takes corbin burns yard even by accident is doing something right all right let's get up into the betting board oh the chiller oh the chiller oh my god am i a fade i've never been a fade in my life this is maybe the first time i I mean fade me i guess i can fade me at your own risk i but man fade me jeez louise man Ooh, can we get a squeeze over here? Jeez, it's been really, really tough on the betting side. And, I mean, such is life. You know what I mean? I never get beat up, and that's why the risk is always um, so finely managed. And there is a today's feather in the cap. Today would be, like, yeah, like I lose, and it does happen. You lose and wave sometimes. It feels like peaks and valleys. I'm just waiting for that big shot and for don't let us get hot because the rebound from this is going to be insane like I can't wait but the whole point is until we hit there you don't force your head into it don't keep smashing your head into the wall every time because I tie units to percentage gain if I'm ever down let's call it three or four percent total I just keep continually lower my daily risk until it becomes a point where you almost can't lose because you're not betting anymore. You know, and that's it. Like, so what? Okay, that's and that's and that's what it is. And that's how you keep quarters or bad halves from spiraling. And then when things start to turn, you just accelerate your risk. Not beyond where you would in the first place, but back to normal. So you see how you can... The things that are in our control, we control. And I try and do that, man, with the utmost respect and you know gentle touch right and discipline and objective you know deployment let's say but it is part of it right so again you make no excuses for losing i don't swing the bat but i also don't start going crazy right you're not gonna say i'm not gonna start chasing and doing all kinds of nutty stuff we're not doing that we are completely staying within ourselves it's only been a couple weeks of sucking but we have sucked though the single plays have done pretty good yesterday not so much we got cracked wide open i keep chasing daniel lynch and then i thought you know giolito and uh, gaussman would be a uh a pitcher's duel, at least for the first five. That one spun off the rails. All right, let's get into it. It's my boy Kyle Wright on the bump for those chopping Braves. It's a bit of juice, so I probably would not play this one as a standalone, but Madison Bumgarner kind of stinks. The Arizona offense is a bit better than I think people give credit for, but Kyle Wright has the distinct upper hand in this one. 2.68 ERA, 104 whip. The Sierra right at 3, 20%. K minus walk. The first strike rate up over 63. Ground ball rate at 52 
all the stuff you really want to see. Half a home run per nine. Flip side, yes, Bumgarner, 335 ERA, 116 whip. All the surface stats are good, but five and a quarter FIP, a five X FIP, a near five Sierra. I'm just not digging it, man. Single digit K minus walk, single digit swing and strike, 17% whiff, 88% in zone contact. You have If you let the Braves make contact, they're going to punish you. So I like the Braves today to be up on the Diamondbacks. If you're going to play that one standalone, I think you could play that one for a cover. I didn't want to get too greedy. Then we talked about the Red Sox. I couldn't get away from the cover on this one. I just think they're going to roll up the Reds. Remember, the Reds do stink. They've been on a bit of a, you know, they're getting up off the mat, but they still stink. They're going to get covered up, I think, pretty easily by Boston. They, the matchup is just really poor. They're going to be, Cincinnati's going to be feeding fastballs to one of the best fastball hitting teams in one of the best fastball hitting environments. And they use their best bullpen yesterday, meaning the Reds. I think they're in a lot of trouble. I don't know where... Even if Hunter gets four innings, I don't know where the other five come from. I think Boston scores like double-digit runs today. Then last up, it's Tampa Bay and Jeffrey Springs on the bump. I think the public hasn't really caught up to him yet. I was trying to add him in my home league that I mentioned as a spark, and I got clipped, right? So, again, don't be, you know, kind of trying to dunk on home leagues being rubed out because not always the case. Jeffrey Springs has been awesome. John Gray is not. 5.56 ERA. This is John Gray. 1.3 whip, the 9% walk rate. He lives in the middle of the plate. I just can't get down with him. The hard hit rate via Savant, 44%, 6% blast. Yeah, home runs haven't been there, but I think they're coming. The environment, pretty good, but I think he's just going to get beat up by the Tampa Bay offense, which is not great, but Springs has been awesome. The Texas offense is pretty spotty. So with give me the Atlanta Braves, Boston to cover it up, and the flat fish of Florida, those pesky rays, pack them together. We got plus 460, though. A couple of these lines were a bit all over the place. You'll probably get this one around plus 500, which would get us at even for the week for once Hachi Machi Liberace this is just killing me trust me I don't like to lose but when you work this hard it's the pathway to winning and I think that's what everyone here at Mayo Media Net and the followers here really appreciate right that's what it's all about we got to have a really good attitude we want to have fun we want to be definitive in our process that we have confidence in but we also back up we're just throwing stuff at the wall, and when it works, it works, and when it doesn't, we system hop. The system is built, the trust is there, the track record of success is there, and again, you just don't control outcomes. So when the outcomes are not going your way, you just bet less. And in the first place, oh, second feather bup, bup, for today is, is really just this, and this has to do, again, with losing the most important part of being successful at betting. Anybody can win. It's very easy to win, right? It's just easy to win. If anything, winning is, man, the, the trouble is it might have you believe in how, you know, over getting you um, overconfident. But the feather is this. During the game, if you're losing and you find yourself upset after it's over. Because I do like to hoot and holler during the game. I feel like that's a good way to release the pressure valve. If you find you're upset at all afterwards, like we're thinking about the money, then you bet too much. And, and there's a definitive, like a true definitive way to measure, again, each of our own, right? So it might be it's X for you, it's X plus 10 for me, it's X plus 50,000 for Mr. Mayo here. You know, but the fact that remains, when you're bothered, if you're bothered, and the flip side, if you're really excited about the money, unless it's like some, you know, unless it's DFS, right? Where you're purposely playing on and the, the payoff is tremendous for the risk, then you're betting too much. 
because you just shouldn't be that high or low or any outcome. So that's really the truth. That's why I'm able to bring this kind of, you know, that's why I'm able to bring the smile every day. That's why I'm in such a good mood all the time because I know I've also had some of my most successful betting years after terrible quarters. It's just what it is because, again, when it was bad, I lowered lower risk. You can get down, you know, where I'm, again, not to zero, maybe a half percent of total stack, which, again, doesn't sound like a lot. It's not. It's not. And when you start winning, then you get back up to that one and a half to two percent. But you see where again when things are going rough, you pull the brakes so the losing is not so bad, right? It's a it's a little boop, it's a little fender bender instead of a pile up. And I think that analogy probably sticks. So everybody please download the Jack Market app. That bad boy's free. Use the code MMN. They're gonna match that first hundred bucks for free. We gave you a couple names today. I mean the best place to look is probably Boston and just go by price, right? Don't get too hung up on the names if you're just getting started. Don't chase anyone up top. Don't chase anyone up top. And remember last thing for Jack Market, you get a half point for every at bat. So you really do want people at the front. So always push Lower price with better placement, that's a priority because that half point, even if you would get out, could move you above like 20 people and be like double-digit percentage gain. And really, it's true. I've had it happen. So, you know, that's what we want to be doing. So you got your stack, Seattle righties, everybody on Boston, Milwaukee lefties. We got some fantasy ads. You know, just take a look at Harold Castro. Make sure you got Tyrone Taylor added. We'll be back tomorrow with ads at every position for every league, size, and type. And good luck on the betting board. Hopefully today is the day we get it going. Braves, Rays, and Red Sox. And I'll see you on the Bird app. Make sure to check me out at MLB Moving Averages. At MLB Moving AVG. I've been all over VEASAN. Make sure you're checking out everything that we have here at Mayo Media Net. It's been really awesome. I've even been starting to check out some of this golf stuff myself. And remember, we got football on the horizon. And you know I love football. You think I'm crazy fast baseball? Oh, my gosh. The football coverage is going to be off the chain. So, all right, everybody. Thanks for picking up. We're putting down here. Remember, when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck. And I will see you on the flip side, yo. Peace.